Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to the Kami podcast. This is your host, Chloe Brotheridge. I am a hypnotherapist, a coach and I'm the author of The Anxiety Solution. So today I am chatting to Anna Percy Davis, who is a life coach and a positive psychology expert. And she works with not only individuals as a coach, but she also does a lot of work in businesses, helping them with their corporate wellness programs and delivering training and I was chatting to her about how we can become more confident particularly at work what are the confidence issues that hold us back at work and how can we start to really shift our mindsets to become more positive and happy and self-assured when it comes to work and she also shares something that's really interesting about how we can communicate better with people and I wonder if you can spot the communication technique that she uses on me to great effect. Keep a listen out for that. So I would love it if you have been enjoying this podcast, if you would subscribe and if you'd leave me a review in iTunes, that would be amazing. It helps more people to hear about the podcast. And I also want to invite you to come over to my website, karma-u.com forward slash free. And if you enter your details there, I'm going to send you a really powerful free mp3 that is designed to help you to properly relax even if you're someone that finds it difficult to switch off and relax so if you head over to karma-u.com forward slash free you can grab that and i also want to invite you over to instagram to come and find me at chloe brotheridge i am on instagram every single day i post live videos and i've been doing quite a few Instagram lives and stories where I'm sharing little tips and little hopefully motivating or inspiring ideas to help to make your life a little bit better. So come and find me over there. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I'd love to hear how you got to where you are today and, and what exactly it is that you do. Right, well I'll, I'll try and give you a very quick potted summary but, but essentially I'm a I, I did economics and psychology at university and then went straight into sort of finance, worked in the city, you know, here in London for um, a number of years and then moved into investment banking headhunting. And from there, while I have, I have two daughters and when they were tiny, I did a retrain and I did a foundation training in psychotherapy and then a training in coaching and sort of set up my own executive and careers coaching business. And that was about, gosh, 12, 13 years ago. And did coaching, just pure coaching for a number of years. And then over the last few years, I've sort of evolved into training. 
and I'm particularly, um, so I still do my coaching, but I'm particularly active in the sort of diversity training and corporate wellness arena. I do a lot of training in those two areas. So I'm very lucky. I'm in a feel-good profession and I do both the, co- the coaching and the training. So that's me. Yeah, brilliant. And can you tell us, I think there's a bit of confusion, I think, for, for people about what coaching is. Can you explain what coaching is for people that maybe don't know? No, absolutely. Well, I mean, I um, I think the confusion is is really between sort of coaching and therapy. You know, what is the difference between coaching and therapy? And I always says I would say that therapy helps you to work out why you are where you are, while coaching helps you accept that you are where you are and then looks forward. So it helps you make the plan how to sort of get on with the rest of your your life. So coaching is much more proactive. So there's 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 a lot less looking over your shoulder. It's much more about empowering you and helping you go forward. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So therapy is about the past and coaching yes. is about the kind of the future, the future. And, and what's happening now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, it, and, and coaching really treats uh, people as, as creative, resourceful and whole. Mm. So it, 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 helps you, it helps you be the best version of yourself, but it also helps you own the fact that you're okay That's and, so. and that you can, you can go forward. That sounds like something that everyone will want to be the best version of themselves. I think that sounds absolutely brilliant. Um, I'll have some of that, please. Um, With pleasure. Yeah. (laughs) So I know that you work a lot with confidence. Um, I'm curious to know what sort of issues around confidence do you do you see people struggling with? Well, it's very interesting because I would say that confidence is the root of sort of most, most coaching, and I would say that most issues, particularly workplace are related to a lack of confidence. So somebody's only aggressive or somebody has a real challenge getting on with other people in their work environment or somebody who's really struggling to find their voice in the work environment. I would say most, most of the time, most of those issues are related to a lack of confidence. So confidence, the lack of confidence really does manifest itself in different ways. And it's about helping people find ways to manage that, that lack of confidence so that they can come across in a much more constructive and positive way whether it's being less aggressive, whether it's finding their voice, or whether it's just managing their, um, their abilities to get on with people around them. Those, are the, yeah. those tend to be the most obvious yeah. manifestations of lack of confidence. Yeah, so it can affect every area of your life, really, if you're lacking in confidence. And um, I know that when I speak to people, um, confidence is the thing that they say that they want all the time. You know, yes, the majority absolutely. of people that you meet would say if I was more confident I could do this or I'm held back because of my lack of confidence um yes. so it's something that we all want really um why and, and, yes sorry sorry go I ahead know, yes. just to say that actually often it's just I talk a lot about tweaking because I think a lot of people feel that they've got lack of confidence here and in order to get to a place where they're confident it's this, this you have to climb Mount Everest and it's virtually impossible so I talk about just tweeting tweaking so slowly moving and a lot of it's about self-messaging about messaging yourself that you're okay and that you can do it. And, and, and then it becomes the more, the more you act confidently and the more you tell yourself that you're confident, the more your behavior becomes confident, the more people treat you as if you're confident. That's so interesting. That yeah, yeah, definitely. I love the idea of just tweaking things because I remember I've, I've struggled with my confidence a lot in the past. And I've, I've seen myself make a lot of progress over the years, but I remember maybe kind of six years ago, thinking, right, I, I need to get more confident. I need to be this confident person. And it just seemed so far away for me. It just seemed like 
I don't know, this impossible task to kind of become this confident person. But the idea of just making little tweaks, I think, is a lot more manageable. And it makes, I'm sure people hearing that, I think, right, you know, I can make a few tweaks. You know, it's a lot, something, something I can actually do. No, absolutely. And, and we talk about chunking as well. So breaking down a, a big issue like that into and the small manageable steps. And, and, and the, the challenge is, is to notice when you feel confident and build from that. So it's all about noticing the good stuff in your life because if you start noticing the good stuff in your life, you can start to build yourself into a stronger place. If you just notice the negative in your life and you notice the areas where you're not confident, then you get into the self-perpetuating sort of spiral down and that's tough, Mm. that's tough. I think lots of us are very good at noticing the negative things and not so good at noticing the positive things, aren't we? Absolutely. So there's one thing that that I'd love people to take away from this session is start to notice. If you're in a particularly bad um, place, it's start to notice um, where you feel okay Mm. and then you start to notice moments when you feel good. I always say that it's like the first taste of a pret coffee in the early morning for me because I love my pret coffee and I like it done in a very specific way and pret are just great at doing that. And it's that first taste. You know, you could just slug down your coffee and move on. But if you're mindful and you just notice those little moments which feel okay or nice, Mm. it's building from that. And then then instead of noticing everything that's gone wrong in your day because we can can all do that. and fall into that trap and then of course you start telling yourself that your life isn't great and then it's very difficult to find your confidence Mm. so really focusing on yeah the ways the ways that you are confident or the areas of your life Mm. that you do have that confidence where you feel okay where you you know Mm. you've had a positive interaction with somebody definitely and you mentioned there self-messaging is that the the word you use can you tell us what what that is and how we can get more of that yes and it's very it's very it's the first step is start, to start noticing the messaging you give yourself. So it's very easy to give yourself the message. And the kind of messages that people tend to give themselves are, I'm not good enough. I should do better. I'm out of control. Um, I'm, I'm stuck. You know, all of those are very negative messages. And without meaning to, we can easily get into the, that cycle. Or, or my life is horrible. Or I don't have any luck. Or all those kind of messages we it's very easy to start telling yourself that sort of stuff. So it's about first of all noticing what you're telling yourself and then it's about changing that message. So change, so noticing when it's, it's a negative message and start going, actually, no, I'm going to... So if I'm not good enough, it's starting to notice the moments in your day when you are good enough. Or uh, I've been very unlucky. Start start looking at ways in which your life is okay. It, it, so it's all about changing that messaging. So you start reinforcing positive messages to yourself. Because actually, it's that we can't control what happens to us, but we can control our reaction to what's happening to us. I think that's such an important point about just noticing, because mm. the majority of the time, I think we're on autopilot and we're giving ourselves these negative messages, and we don't even realise it. We just we just think that's you know we're not even aware that we have. Lots of people I ask them, how how do you talk to yourself? And they look at me blankly, as if you know they've never realize that they're talking to themselves always in their heads so yeah just having that awareness absolutely and I mean I just I've just come back from a session I was having in the city earlier with a um uh, um, a guy who runs a brand but yet he has a real ability 
to tell himself that what he's doing is not good enough and not noticing his successes, but noticing where he isn't succeeding. And it's very easy to do that. It's very easy. And especially if you're surrounded with people, by people, and I'm not saying he is, but people can be in a working environment with people who aren't necessarily upbeat individuals. And then it's very easy to just notice their non-upbeatedness messaging. Mm, mm. And then, of course, that feeds into your own messaging. So mm, there is mm. something about protecting yourself from that. Yeah, yeah. Do you think, um, I've been thinking a lot about imposter syndrome recently. Yeah. Is that something that you come across? Absolutely. So, so it just uh, imposter syndrome very briefly is, is, um, is particularly common among high achieving women. And it's that sense that you, you've been over promoted or that sense that you're not as good and as good as people seem to think you are. So they're putting you into say, an expert place and you think, well, I'm not an expert or I, 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 I'm not as good as people think I am. And then there's that genuine fear that you're going to be found out, that people are going to, to catch you out and, and realize that you're not as good as, as they think you are. Um, and the problem with that is you, you tend to, first of all, you, you tend to overwork. You know, you're always trying to prove yourself and you tend to be very reliant on external praise. You rely, you rely to other people telling you that you're okay all the time, as opposed to telling yourself that you're okay. So it can be very exhausting and quite disempowering. Yeah, so if you're constantly having to seek reassurance from other people, mm. then you never, you never feel secure, you never feel like you're good enough. Yes. Um, and, and you sort of over-deliver all the time. Yeah. So people want something, you make sure that it's even better than what they've asked for, and that, that's really exhausting. Um, and, and can stop you from doing the, the great work in your life, if you're not careful. I'm glad there's a name for imposter syndrome because it means that um, it kind of legitimizes it and, and it reminds us that it is something that lots of people experience and it's not just us. So I'm glad there's a name for it, definitely. Yes, no, yes. and I think, I think that's the joy of psychology. It's a bit like positive psychology. You know, positive psychology is, 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 is based on premises that if you are positive, if you set your filter to positive, if you behave in a positive way um, and you, you, know, I mean, you literally smile at the world, you know, the world will actually ultimately smile at you. And in the short term, you know, people who are sharp elder, elbowed and quite aggressive might win. But in the long term, it's the positive people, it's the givers who win. And that's actually, there's a psychological study about it now. And actually there's now, you know, a psychological proof that that way of operating is, a, is, is the right way to operate. And so imposter syndrome is the same sort of thing. It's, 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 it's backing up these feelings we have and actually legitimizing them, which I think is very important because it helps us therefore manage challenges like imposter syndrome. Absolutely. What, what can we do then for people listening who are thinking, I'm an imposter or I really struggle with confidence at work and it's holding me back. What's, what would you advise someone like that to, to do to change that? Well, I think that the three, the three main tip that I would have was the first one is self-care make sure you're looking after yourself and start with the basics I talk about sweeping which is getting enough sleep drinking water you know eating well you don't have to be a clean eater but just make sure that you eat as well as you, you can um, exercising even if it's just walking around the block at lunchtime but just getting some um, your blood flowing and more oxygen to your brain and the other the last one is breathing you know we all when we get stressed, our brains get um, flooded with cortisol. And if you breathe, you, you actually calm down your vagus nerve, which is the nerve that runs down your spine. 
and that actually defloods, gets rid of the cortisol in your brain and just calms you down. And if you're not looking after yourself, you're not doing those basic things, it's very difficult to manage your, your self-messaging, self manage your confidence. So start with that. Then the, um, the second thing I would say is try and change your filter. Try and, so try and end every day thinking about the things that you, you have achieved, the things that have gone, the moments in your day that have felt okay. Because a lot of ourselves, a lot of us go to sleep thinking about the negative in our lives, thinking about the things we haven't achieved, thinking about the, the stuff that isn't going well in our lives. And the problem with that is you tend to wake up on that back foot. Well, if you've thought about the positive as you've gone to sleep, you've got a much better chance of setting your intention for the day to a positive one. So actually waking up being okay about yourself and then deciding that you're going to spend the rest of the day look, trying to find the good stuff in your life. And then the final thing I would say is, is try and hang out with the balcony people in your life. And the balcony people are the people who take you up to the balcony, show you the view and help you feel like the best version of you. So who remind you of what is great about you as opposed to the basement people um, who are the people who take you down to the basement where you feel like the worst version of yourself, who are negative, who sap you of your energy. And they tend to be cave dwellers, constantly against virtually everything. And I would avoid those people and try and find the balcony people and try and exude balcony energy yourself. So those would be the three key things, I think, that help you step into a more confident version of yourself and help you find the joy in what you do. I love those ideas. Really practical, really useful. Thank you for that. Um, I think, I mean, this is something that I've, I've started to do recently, as you said, the, the second tip about getting into bed. And I, I think about the day that I've had and try and review the good things that have happened because it's very easy, again, to kind of think about what you've got to do the next day. And, you know, I, I always notice loads of people feel anxious on a Sunday night because they're imagining all the things that can go wrong on Monday morning and actually kind of starting to, to think about the good things that are happening. Are gonna, it's going to mean you're going to go into Monday feeling a lot more positive and, and optimistic. And, and that's why breathing is important because if you breathe and you really concentrate on your breath, and because most of us breathe through, you know, very shallowly, so we're just breathing from our sort of chest up. And if you breathe onto your belly button and you focus on the breath, you actually, so you breathe in through your nose for three and then you breathe out for three. And you can do that through your mouth or, or just through your nose. Um, but that's pulling you into the present. If you're just focusing on your breath, you are pulling yourself back into the present because too, too much of our time is spent looking over our shoulder or looking at the future. And actually, it's actually about the here and now. You know, the more we can actually seize the day and actually focus on where we're at right now and find a good and where we are at right now, the stronger we're going to be and our ability to actually really live our lives is going to, is going to happen. Mm, yeah, definitely. I don't think that can be said enough, you know, about breathing. We can't, no. we can't say that enough. It's so, so important. And, you know, obviously, you know, about being in the present moment as well. We're, we're under this illusion that the past and the future exist, but actually they don't. That is only now. And actually talking about breathing, the yogis say you only have a certain number of breaths in your life. So if you are panting, you're racing through your life. So just kind of slow it all down. Just, to, you know, it's, it's being more mindful, you know, and, and, and it's being mindful in, 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 in whatever language works for you. But, um, and, 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 and honestly, if you smile... 
at people, people will smile back at you. If you if you aren't out there engaging in a smiley way with the world, it's very difficult to get a lot of positivity back. So so find that smile. Mandela always used to say, if you do nothing else, smile. And of course, he's one of my heroes. Going to be like smiling now. Very good. Yeah, exactly. I sometimes play a little game, a little game around London where I smile at people randomly, smiling at bus drivers or just if you smile at someone on the the tube, they might give you a funny look or it might just brighten their day and mean that they go and smile at someone else and can spread some smiles around. It's a fun game to play. Yes. And of course, just remember that every interaction, if you start every interaction with your shoulders back, your chin up, making eye to eye contact and smiling, you've you've made a, 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 because the human brain makes judgment calls very quickly. So you've made a good impression. If you don't do that, it can take up to 45 minutes to get the person on your side. So every interaction you have, you know, whether it's just a brief interaction or whether you're going into for an interview or you're in the meeting, if you engage in a positive way, you've, 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 you've won half the battle. And um, then just make sure you sorry, just just make sure you give some of that positivity back to yourself as well. Just yeah. manage yourself occasionally. Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling more positive just talking to you actually. I'm feeling myself <laughs> starting to smile more already. I love it. <laughs> um another question that I wanted mm. to ask you is about communication. Because mm. again, I think this is a thing lots of us struggle with. Um what what do you what do you understand are the kind of the main issues around communication? How can we start to to sort of overcome some of them? I think, I, think the, I think the two biggest um, tips I would always give is that, that, that we need to listen more um, and we need to ask more questions because I think one of the biggest challenges is, is, is learning to listen and listen in the broader sense of the word, to listen to what's being said but also what's not being said and listen to what the body language is saying. So really listen to a person because there is nothing more empowering to another person than them feeling that they are being listened to. Um, also, the more you listen, the more you can get in control of any communication. Because the more you listen, the more you can get that person's language, and then you can use their language back to them. And the more you can get a sense of how you need to pitch yourself in order to get that person to engage with you in a really genuine way. So, so, so that's one thing. And then, yes, if you're going to listen, you've got to be able to use good questions. So it's the open-ended questions as opposed to the closed questions, the questions that really get somebody to be expansive and not just respond with a, a factual answer. So the more, um, the more powerful your question, the more open your question, the more they're going to respond to you. And then one of the most powerful questions is, so you've asked a series of open-ended questions. You've got the person talking. You've then thought, right, I can leap in now. I can, you know, I can do my pitch or I can, you know, I can give them my my view. The trick then is not to do that, but to ask the question, and what else? We call it the all question in coaching. Mm. So you get even more from that person because the more you get, the more you're going to be able to get something out of the communication. Brilliant. I think that's one of the things, because I'm a therapist and one of the things you learn as a therapist is what a gift it is to really listen to someone and to be able to give that that give them that experience of being really listened to and I think probably a lot of people listening to this podcast might have social anxiety even and 
knowing that actually you don't have to be the one that's you know talking all the time you can be listening and just asking some really careful questions and that can be you know incredibly powerful you don't need to be necessarily the the extrovert that's doing all the talking all the time absolutely i mean i've got a couple of clients who are you know introverts natural introverts and one of them particularly is incredibly good at asking questions and that's how she manages her social anxiety. Yeah. So she comes across as much more confident than she naturally is because she just keeps asking questions in a very open way. And it, it helps her relax before she then can then has to engage or expose herself. Brilliant. I've got I've got a friend like that, my best friend. We call her the the human can opener because whenever she meets someone, you'll see her in the corner of the room at a party and they're telling them her their life story and she's got them to sort of really open up. She's got a special gift for that. So, you know, and she's an introvert. Interesting. And it's and it's all about making genuine connections in life, isn't it? Because mm. that's that's the that you know, if 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 the world shifted more to a place where there's lots of genuine connection, then you're really going to be un- unleashing a lot of positive energy. Mm. So you've just got to keep trying to do that. Um, and then the only other thing I'd say about co- uh, communication, I always think it's very important to front foot communication. So if, if, if you can front foot the person, if you can get that person being the best version of themselves before you ask them for anything or have a, you know, have a difficult conversation with them, if you can just help them be feeling good about themselves, then the conversation is going to go so much better. If you don't do that, then people can get very defensive or aggressive or whatever if you've got a difficult conversation ahead of you. Right, yeah. So how would you make someone feel good about themselves? Is it about those open questions and listening or anything else? It is, it's, it, it's also noticing, you know, so it's, it's, somebody, it's somebody looking good, tell them that. Because we often observe positive things about people, but we don't tell them enough. Mm. So we'll say, you know, I like your shirt. It's got to come from a genuine place, so don't make it up. And but it's, you know, um, it, it can be asking questions. How are you? You know, what's going on? Or it's saying, look, you know, I really admire you for whatever you've been doing, or I really value you, um, or I really appreciate, you know, what you do. So it's just getting them feeling okay about themselves. And and, and because if you don't do that and you come in going, well, I'm really fed up with what you're doing, or I'm really fed up, fed up with the way you communicate with me, or I'm really fed up with this. You're not giving them a chance to to take on board that information from a constructive place or a positive place. Because, mm. you know, we, we have to deliver me- difficult messages sometimes, but it's trying to deliver it in a constructive, positive way, and you need that person to be on your side. You need that person to be feeling okay before you deliver that message. I think um, I love that idea about being able to genuinely give someone a compliment and, and say the things that we're, we're often thinking about people. And I can think of lots, you know, a few, there's a few situations that come to mind for me from my life of people that have given me a really sincere compliment and it stayed with me and I remember it for years and I remember that person in a really positive way because of that. So it definitely, it's, it's, it definitely works. It's incredibly works. empowering, isn't it? Yeah. And it's so easy to do. Yeah. You know, you, you, it's just, and it's, it's, it's got to roll off your tongue. It's got to be instinctive. Mm. So it's not looking for things to compliment on. If you notice something, just say it. Yeah. 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 Loving that idea. Loving that idea. Well, you're a naturally positive person and you've, you've, you've got a natural communication skill. So I'm sure lots of positive stuff rolls off your tongue. This is a lovely compliment. <laughs> no, 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 genuinely. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you. Um, 
I have one more question for you. Actually, I could ask you questions for hours and hours, but I'll ask you one more question um, in the time that we have. Um, is there anything else that you'd suggest about shifting our mindset at work? Because I know you're helping people with their mindset a lot. Mm. Any, any kind of points or tips that you have around that? Well, I mean, I think, it's, I, I think as I say, I'm, I think, you know, there's that, that whole self-care piece. Then there's that whole piece about um, if you need help, getting help you know, in, in, in whatever sense. And can I just say very quickly about that? I, um, you know, my job is is about proactive, proactive support. So it's helping people manage, helping the worried well manage themselves. If, if there's any sense that somebody might have an issue that is beyond what a coach can do, I think it's very important if somebody's developing a mental health issue, it's very important that they get the right kind of support. That's not what I do so I'm just throwing that in mm, um mm. off piece so it's, it's just about you know you know ther- therapy for instance has a very important role to play and some people need to do more than just accept they are where they are and go forward some people will need therapeutic help to work out why they've got to where they are and find ways in which they can manage that before they do the kind of work that they would do with me yeah and, or it's people who haven't got to a stage where they have real and um, they're developing issues real issues and then I'm helping make sure that they don't get to that place. So sorry, just throwing that in. Yeah. You were asking me about shifting mindset in the workplace. Yes, I think it's it's the self-care piece because if you can't, you, it's very difficult to be positive if you're not looking after yourself. Mm. It's, it's surrounding yourself with positive people. And if you are having challenges with people you're working with, it's getting support, finding other people who can support you in that. And then it's working on your, 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 your self-messaging. I think those yeah. are the broadest things. When it comes to um, uh, shifting self-messaging that it's got really stuck, then you probably need a little bit of extra help. You probably need perhaps a few coaching sessions or some other support. Does that help? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And just, you know, it, it is often very hard for us to to ask for help, you know, whether it's from a coach or a therapist, but, you know, to everyone listening, just we all are going to need some help at some time in our lives. That's just part of being a human being. And there's no shame in asking for help. It doesn't mean that you're broken. We can all make progress. We can all sort of, yeah, start to feel better. And just to know that there is, there is help available, I think is really important. No, absolutely. And if we can, if we, if we can break the the sort of stigma of, of, of getting help, I mean, I think that would be just fabulous. And, and I think also realizing that, you know, um, Coaching, it's difficult for me to talk about therapy because though I have a tra- you know, a foundation training psych therapy, I've never, you know, I've never um, operated as a therapist. Um, if you, um, for coaches, it's a feel-good process. Coaching is about helping you own the bits about you that are, are fabulous and then manage the bits about you that, that, that you are less comfortable with. So it, it, it's a win-win. And I think people need to feel that, that, that actually it's therefore something that's very worth investing in absolutely absolutely can you can you tell us about um where people can find out more about you and what sort of projects or what work you've got coming up and if people want to learn more from you um well um i well i'm very excited because i've got this new instagram account so i have to tell everybody about my new instagram account brilliant um it's 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 anna pd well well well-being 
and I've got about five followers. So if anybody wants to follow me, they're welcome to. Um, so that's quite fun. And it's been lovely engaging in the whole kind of Instagram community because there's a lot of positivity in Instagram. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I've been really impressed with. Um, and then actually that's got all my details on it, you know, my, my website, which is annapercydavis.com. Um, so, um, yeah, very easy to, to get hold of me. And, and what am I doing at the moment? Well, I, I guess, you know, I do a lot of individual one-to-one -one coaching and then I do a lot of, of, of corporate work. Um, and that's going in and doing lunch and learns, which is all about, um, it's all about corporate well-being. So it's helping, and, and I guess that's my main focus at the moment, helping individuals to be the best version of themselves in a working environment, because that's a win-win, because that has a very positive impact on the corporate and, of course, a very positive impact on the individual. So I go in and do lunch and learns on anything from mental focus, communication skills, confidence, um, motivation, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I do workshops and I get involved in graduate training programs. I do all sorts of things like that. But then, as I said, I do lots of one-to-one -one work as well. So. Brilliant. Brilliant. Sounds good. And I'll put all the links to that in the show notes so that people can find you easily as well. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. It's been really interesting. Some amazing, practical, simple tips that people can start incorporating. So yeah, thank you so much for, for coming on today. It was such a pleasure, Chloe. And I really admire what you do. And I, and, you know, I think you're making a real difference. And that's really important. And I um, keep going. Thank you so because much. the world needs thank people you. like you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.